You know the old saying, you never get a second chance to make a first impression? That phrase is incredibly true in our business. In entertainment, your first impression can mean everything. It can mean the difference of booking a job or not booking a job, having an audition or not having an audition. That first impression can get you in the door and make things happen. And for an actor, that first impression is the headshot. First and foremost, casting directors, producers, they're going to see your headshot and they're going to make decisions about whether or not you get seen based on that one image. So it's incredibly important to make that image an investment in your future. And to do that, you want to find the right photographer, someone who's going to work with you to craft the perfect image, the perfect first impression. And I suggest you check out portraitsbypeggy.com. Peggy's been doing photography since the 80s, and she really knows her stuff. And she wants to work with you to craft the perfect captured image, the one that captures the uniqueness of you and helps you book the job. She wants to work with you. She wants to really get into who you are, what sort of jobs you're trying to book, and help you get the perfect image. So check out PortraitsByPeggy.com and book your portfolio session today. You've heard us talk quite a bit about the Fringe Festival over the last few weeks on the podcast. I want to make sure that you are looking out for one more show. Uh, we were unable to get guests from this show on the podcast before the Fringe Festival begins, but I want to make sure that you uh, take a look at The Beautiful Machine. It's a sci-fi pop rock musical, and uh, it's a Centro Cultural de la Raza at Balboa Park. Um, as part of a fringe, the beautiful machine is set in a dystopian, futuristic, enclosed city where the government has turned to inhumane population control techniques, exterminating those who do not qualify as complete or viable specimens for procreation. A newly promoted engineer named Ben Phoenix has recently been exiled to the dark fringes of society. Alone and distraught, he has been left with nothing, and yet he is the most talked about person in the city. Why is his name on so many tongues? Why is everyone fighting to recruit him? Is he the one with the key to bringing down the regime? Find out by watching The Beautiful Machine, part of this year's San Diego Fringe Festival. You can get tickets at sdfringe.org slash tickets. Welcome back to The Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David Dawson. This is episode number 196 with Jennifer Paredes and Paco Mufote. This episode was recorded in the middle of production on a film called Invisible, which I had the pleasure of filling in as the audio guy on for two days, uh, thanks to Mr. Frank Forth, the legendary Frank Forth, for uh, landing me the job. Uh, I had the opportunity to work with some very fine people on production in Mexico. They, they did two days of production in Mexico on this film, uh, just north of Ensenada on the coast, and uh, in a break on filming, on one of our two days down there, I managed to sit down with actress Jennifer Paredes and uh, actor Paco Mafote, and we uh, chatted about the film. We chatted about the experience of being in Mexico. Paco is out of Tijuana. Jennifer is out of San Diego. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we come in on this interview, our discussion really, um, in the middle of kind of a chat a a trade chat if you will uh that jennifer and i were having about pr and actors being comfortable in the pr machine 
and how appearing on podcasts such as The Intellectual and others that are, are around town um, can be a good training ground for actors um, to kind of learn what it's like to be on that side of their job, which is promoting their films um, and promoting themselves. And uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting discussion, one that I've found myself having uh, more and more often with people over the last six months or so. Um, so you get a little bit of insight into how I view the podcast in some ways um, when it comes to our local talent and uh, them appearing on the show. So um, this is a very enter entertaining chat. We did it on a cabin on the beach in Mexico. And uh, I think you can still hear a little bit of the surf in the background. Um, but um, I had a really good time working with, uh, with these people. Um, Jennifer is a delight. And um, I, I'd not worked with her before. And uh, it was a real pleasure getting to know her over the course of two days on set in Mexico. Here it is, the 196th episode of the Intellectual Podcast with Jennifer Paredes and Paco Mufote. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. <laughs> but I, I mean a big part of it too though is when you start doing independent features like going to festivals and supporting the films that you're a part of is part of it whether it's big Hollywood film or smaller film you need hmm. to support the films that you're a part of and sure. being yeah. able to support the films that you're a part of and being able to show up for Q&A's and red carpet events and stuff is one of the things that helps you land roles on smaller budgeted films because they need you to be able to do that. They need you to be able to step up right. and, and, and handle yeah, that stuff because they I can't can afford the PR department. They works. can't afford a marketing firm to handle all of the press that a film needs to find success. Yeah. So, you know, that's it's such just, a bizarre thing to think about how, like, because I mean, at least for me, and I'll speak for myself, I've been so focused on trying to learn how to become a better actor. Mm hmm. And trying to, you know, tweak my craft and, and adjust that part of it. But yeah, that's actually really, I mean, my agent was talking about, he like posts um, little tiny Twitter videos on Twitter every once in a while to just kind of give people tidbits about the business. Um, and one of the things that he'd said was, yeah, that a, that a big factor behind a big a big thing that people are looking for when before they cast an actor for say a pilot is whether or not they would be able to handle that sort of pressure right. of doing the PR stuff and that's like that to me was a huge discovery because it's true like they're not I don't know but it just well, like you said, you're so you're so focused on the craft and the craft itself is showing up on set Knowing your lines, right. hitting your marks, doing good work. Right. But that's part of what the job is. Right. It's not the entirety of the job because inevitably you, the actor, is part of what's being marketed in any project you're in. Yeah. Especially when you're a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, your name is on the bill. Right, 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 right. And part of so having your name on the bill means 
people want to talk to you about the project and right. about your experience. Mm -hmm. And there's a point where that becomes the norm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, granted, it's probably not the norm right now with where you're at, where a lot of us are at in our careers. Mm -hmm. But at some point, that's where we're going. That's mm -hmm. that is the ultimate kind of down the road. Yeah. If you're growing yourself as an actor in this particular business. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I see. I absolutely. See so I, I, I always, I always find it interesting talking to people where they're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I feel so uncomfortable doing an interview and chatting. And well, hey, we've been chatting for a couple hours today, <laughs> you know, at yeah, lunch and yeah. hanging out and whatever. So I'm, I'm fairly relaxed guy. It's easy to talk to. But if you get nervous talking to me after we've already kind of established a little bit of a friendship and uh, working relationship, yeah. then what are you going to do when they sit, sit you down in front of, you know, uh, the entertainment reporter for the San Diego Union Tribune? Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I guess it's, yeah, it's just something will that start I've, happening. Right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's just something that I don't have any experience doing or any sort of coaching doing. So that's, well, and that's, that's just it though. Where, where that, do you get that experience? Well, do they have, like coaches for that kind of stuff or like, not, not yeah, really. People? I mean, yeah. And this is what we're doing right now. Like, you know, okay, I, we're I doing just, it. it's happening. I just I put you on it. the spot. I know you totally I, did. I put you just a mic like in your kinda, hand. <laughs> you're like, are you we recording a mic over here? Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's like, uh, welcome to PR 101. Like be ready to talk about yourself and your film at any given time. Oh God, I hate talking about myself. I guess it's something that I just have to get over. But well, and that's uh, and that's an interesting thing too because you know obviously a lot of people are really private mm -hmm. and don't like to share. I mean, we mm -hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Um, so part of the task as a public figure, which is what an actor ultimately becomes, is a public figure because you're putting your work out there for other people to see and approve or disapprove of and want to discuss in an open forum. Um, Part of being an actor is is learning how to guard what you want to keep private, mm -hmm. but be able to talk in such a way where people feel like you're open to them. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if you come across as standoffish or snobby or whatever, that can affect whether or not people enjoy watching you in a movie. It's very strange. It's maybe not sure. fair, but it does happen. And so, so, you know, weird. I've kind of viewed my podcast and this has been an evolving thought about what my podcast is for several years. Um, but I view my podcast as an opportunity for up and coming artists that I like to talk to, to have that opportunity, to have a chance to have a comfortable interview situation with somebody who's not out to make you look bad because I'm not, I'm not out to make anybody look bad. I've actually had people criticize the show for not being controversial enough. <laughs> not being controversial enough. Yeah, because I don't do get mean? into it with my guests. I don't like stick uh, like it to ask them like the hot like, button questions. Yeah, you know, there's like, some people I know in town who have hot button issues, and huh. you know, I know enough about the community generally in San Diego to to ask questions that could really like put somebody in a corner. Mm, but mm -hmm. that's not my goal. Yeah, cool. <laughs> my goal is to provide an opportunity for people to learn, to grow, to share their experience, to gain some exposure maybe some directors listening in and looking for a lead actress and they hear your podcast and they go, Oh, 
I, I should check out her reel. I should go to her IMDb page and take a look, you know? I mean, for me, that's what this is all about. I don't even want to think like, about that because then that just makes me feel like this is an audition and never mind. <laughs> Let's go back to casual talking. I like how incredibly, like, her face just lit up. <laughs> it lit up? <laughs> it's so funny. You're super nervous, but your face is like... I guess it's my coping mechanism. Yeah, you're like, like really bright and smiley. <laughs> Please don't ask me any crazy questions. That's incredible. Yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah, this, we're, this space is beautiful. So we're 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 actually in between shoots on Invisible, mm-hmm. the short film that you're starring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing sound, and we're in Mexico. Where 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 we're not in Ensenada anymore. Where where, where no, are we're, we? We're north of Ensenada. North about um, fifteen miles. Yeah, we're about fifteen Fif- miles north of Ensenada on the coast. Okay. And we're about what twenty miles south of Rosarito. Yeah, yeah. We're but, right on the beach in a cabin. Yeah, this is incredible. Lovely. Like, I know you said you haven't seen Lethal Weapon, but this is literally what like Mel Gibson's character lived in yeah. in the Lethal Weapon movies, right? right on the beach. <laughs> yeah, right on the beach, converted trailer. That was so like ridiculously <laughs> phony. Trailer on the beach in Los Angeles. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the dream, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> this place is wondrous. It's beautiful. Like, I'm sitting on a couch that is super comfy, and there's just miles and miles of ocean outside of and our the windows. The sun's come out. The water's nice the and blue. Out, yeah, and it's beautiful out. You can the whitewash is really white. Looks, looks gorgeous. Shimmering water. This is what? So Playa Saldamando. 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 Playa Saldamando. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm working on my Spanish. <laughs> Who are you sitting next to? Uh, Mike to the mouth. Come on. <laughs> this is my friend Diego. He's a sailor. <laughs> Capitan Diego. No. <laughs> you introduce yourself. You... My, my English is bad. It's okay. What are you doing on the film, Diego? Um, in the film? On the film. What's your What's your uh, job? Um, assistant uh, to DP. Mm-hmm. Assistant to DP. Yes. Um, now this is an interesting shoot because you guys were shooting in America for several days uh-huh. and now we're here in Mexico for two days of shooting. Have you mm-hmm. ever done uh, an international shoot like this before, Jen? Um, I did a short film, I think like two years ago, where we shot- And the DP snoring in the back room. DP's taking a nap. Well, because we're about to start shooting in like, what? Yeah, well, we've, how, we've how much got like time an hour now? and a half break here. Oh, an hour wait, and a half? I thought we, we only had an the, hour. Well, we wait an hour for and a half? Yeah. What, what are we waiting for again? We're waiting for the sun to the sun. To, to go sun further to down. down. Oh, okay. Because it's it's. Are we like gonna be racing against the sun right again now. today? We want it. We want it further down. Oh, I see. Um, crazy. Um, so uh, I did a short film called Yester Now a couple of years ago with um, Rene Madrigal. Uh, and we shot one scene where we crossed the border. And so he was like shooting us as we were crossing the border because the idea was that my character, spoiler alert, was um, getting deported, mm. but uh, cause she didn't have any any papers and she, 
this kind of ambiguous how it happened but um we shot as we were walking across back to mexico but that was like the extent of shooting. So you walked internet. across. Yeah. They and like we had down. to go back up the and stairs then, a couple of times. And it, that was actually kind of scary because there were like guards, you know. They're not really okay with you going <laughs> yeah, up and down. Yeah, so it right? felt super shady. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, that that was that was the extent of my experience. So I, I haven't like shot scenes and spent like the night in, in Mexico shooting. But um. It's beautiful out here. I don't know. It just kind of, I feel like atmosphere does so much. Um, w w it adds so much character in this in this film, and I mean in general too. Well, like uh, we we were shooting earlier in a like an old phone booth. Mm -hmm. I mean, a it's hard to find a phone booth in California at all. But, yeah, and that was a cool phone booth too. But it was like a cool, like old phone booth. It was red, and the paint it was, was like flaking a, like off. Like a turquoise and... uh, um, uh, phone. It was beautiful. Everyone's trying, trying to pass off. It's like the <laughs> hot potato <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Come on, Paco. You can yeah, say hello. Paco's gonna say hello. You're gonna jump go. on. So we got Diego handing the mic off to Paco. Hi, Paco. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Do you want to sit on this couch? It is, it is so nice being here. This couch is a big comfy couch. And cheering. This is like, I wish I had the cameras going because I've got a full on like talk show set going now. <laughs> I'm on the high chair and all my guests are on the couch. <laughs> and we got a guy snoring in the back. <laughs> we got Mr. Manny. <laughs> Manny. Dancing Queen. Dancing Paco, what's your last name? Yeah, my name is, well, I'll give you my real name. <laughs> Ooh. Juan Francisco Gonzalez Aguilar. And um, my acting name is Paco Mufote. Paco, Paco Mufote. Mufote. Yeah, that's nice. a cool name. Yeah. How'd you and, how'd you and, come up with that? And I, that came up that came up with um, because I like um, music, photo and theater. Mm -hmm. So I started in music as a musician um, playing the drums. Uh huh. Long time ago, and then I got into the photo, uh -huh. doing some photo things, like social events and. Yeah, whatever I could with my with my camera, mm -hmm. and then after that I decided like around when I was 20, 25 years old I I started I decided to go into a, a theater workshop. Mm -hmm. I was pretty afraid of how, even, how old even were you? Twenty five. Oh, right now I'm forty two. So you didn't you didn't no. start acting until you were in your mid twenties? Yes, twenty five. Wow, I was afraid because I heard so many things about acting workshops and. And now I, I consider myself in that time like not being in kind of like that type of outgoing person. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I said, no way, I, I, I cannot do that. <laughs> I won't be able to. Mm. So I said, let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. So I got in love. And I'm here. Cool. You've been doing it ever since? <laughs> yes. Mufote. Mufote. So move for music. Music, photo, oh, and photo. theater. Mufote, Paco Mufote. Paco Mufote. That's a cool name. <laughs> That's cool. It's way better than David S. Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> My dad intentionally gave me the most boring name he could. What? Is Dawson? David S. S for Sean. Oh, S. Dawson. Yeah. Oh, S. There's Dawson. another David Dawson in the business. He's an actor in Wales. So, like, I had to, wow. like, officially go with my middle initial. So. Is yeah. that, like, like a... Like an IMDb thing? Did you have to like? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be David Dawson twelve or something. The hell with that. It's a lot of David Dawson. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only David um, Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> there is only one. There can be only one. Um, I imagine there's only one Paco Muforte. Maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, Paco Muforte. Did I hear you? You also teach. Yes. I, I do. I, I was listening while I was setting up. What, what, where do you teach and what do you, uh, what do, you do? What do you do with in that? In Tijuana or whatever is possible. Because sometimes there, be, there have been some invitations in other states and yeah, I, I have enjoyed it. That's cool. Do you I teach like Do you teach mostly um, screen acting for like the camera I, or I, uh, or theater? Or I consider like in between something, something that might help to apply either in theater or um, mm. on the on the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cuz it's all really the same thing. It's just they're they're all the it's technical just a parts of, intensity. of it. Yeah. Intensity? intensity. Yeah, yeah. And um and technical things like like there are so many technical things about theater that I'm still trying to learn like projecting in a way that you're protecting your instrument or um being able to cheat out in order to tell the story to everyone in the audience. Um, well, that's interesting because actually cheating out is the same as opening yourself up to the camera, which a lot of film yeah. actors forget about too. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, opening up to the camera has been something that, that's something that Manny's always telling me to do. I was actually, in this well, I, one, yeah. I came in and, and watched you guys shooting a couple days ago. Uh huh and you like turn to talk to the guy that you're talking to and your turn was away from camera right it's so it's <laughs> so bizarre because it's like and that's that kind of goes back to the idea of um like you can take a class and it can be you know you'll learn so much and it's it's super valuable but like for example in my acting class we would do this repetition exercise, which is where you just stand. It's all about connecting with the person. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's all really wonderful stuff. But then once you go into a film setting where you're working with people and and like it, it's still taking me some time to be aware of the camera and how how I can juggle both being fully connected to the moment and this other person and telling the story effectively by opening up to the camera without getting too in your head about it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's that's something that I'm still trying to Yeah, because you need to like out. be aware of where the camera is, but also somehow able to like mm -hmm. blot it out of your vision. Yeah. And, and not think about it. Yeah. But if you're not thinking about it at all, then you're turning away from camera and everybody sees the back of your head too much. Mm-hmm. So it it is a strange, weird thing that you have to think about when you're an actor. But stage actors are the same thing. They don't right. want to be looking upstage all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, you need to turn downstage so that the audience can see you. Yeah. And, and then if, that crap gets really weird in the round. <laughs> the round is yeah. The round is well. I've worked in the round once, and um, no, actually, a couple of times, and that's like. Yeah, it's this weird dance that you kind of have to do and and directing in the round seems like it would be really 
a really tricky thing to well, do. It's far just more because, of a choreography thing. Yeah. Where yeah. you don't want anybody to be still for too long because you're not providing the, you know, a third of the audience or a quarter of the audience with anything to look at. Right. And I guess a challenge would be to effectively tell the story to everyone in the space, but not make it seem like it's a dance either, right. you know? <laughs> like, and I don't know too much about directing, but it seems like it would be a weird challenge. Yeah, to, it's complicated. To do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like to feel like when I'm directing on film, my job is to tell you when you have forgotten where the camera is. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're not having to think about it, you can do the scene. Mm -hmm. And then if you turn the wrong way, my job is to go, okay, that was wonderful. Because it's always wonderful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I need you to turn this way on that turn, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then just, then you've got it and you can move forward. But yeah. that way you're not the one having to constantly look at where the camera is. Right. But then... As a director, you're always juggling everything too. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is everything in frame? Do we have that going? Is the audio doing good? Yeah. Did my actor turn the right direction? You got yeah. 60 things as a director you're trying to keep track of all the time as well. And so, then, yeah. And I, I don't and think, I think people that kind realize of, how incredibly intricate and difficult it is to make a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, really it really takes a lot. Like, you have to have a really gr good group of people who are talented and who know what they're doing and who have a very specific point of view, like a, a strong point of view to add to the, you know, boiling pot of the project. Because then if you hire people who, whose eye, whose ear, whose point of view that you, you trust, whose, whose artistic uh, um, perspective you, you value, then that as a director helps you kind of, I don't know, let them do their job and not it, be so worried about trying to juggle everything. the number of things you personally right? have to be thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been telling everybody that I've been spending the last 17 years building my team. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think I'm finally starting to get to the place where we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where I can just go, this is what we're doing. And I can just focus on talking to the actors and everything else yeah. is going to get done. Yeah. I'm almost there. There's a couple little pieces huh. that need to be tweaked, but yeah, this project, 17 years of working on that. Yeah, that's, a, that, <laughs> wow, that's a long time trying to find a cool group of people. I feel like this project for me has been one of the few experiences where I've been surrounded by really talented people who are able to work together for a common goal mm -hmm. and there's like no ego you know it's not it's not about mm -hmm. any of us you know there aren't any super high stakes for any of us personally and because of that there's a sort of freedom to just play and um and discover moments instead of trying to like like uh well you mentioned you, you mentioned know, no ego things happening uh-huh i think a big important part of the no ego thing is it makes a safe space yes absolutely egos are what make spaces unsafe <laughs> yeah and once once you can get into a place where ego is kind of left at the door right and that space is really safe for you to try things and do things and yeah experiment and not feel like anybody's gonna harp on you for for 
for trying something. Going someplace, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. For living a little That's a tough space to get into, to where it is. people feel safe, because... Because it's risky, right? You seem to have right? calmed down now. Yeah, I know. By the way. <laughs> right? I'm so chill. And I'm going to make a note here. It usually takes about 20 minutes for nervous people to settle in. We're uh-huh. at 25. Okay. So you're, you're fitting right into the pattern. Okay. It's all I'm right. also very comfy and I have a pillow over and me that's helps. like protecting me. And you're surrounded by, you know, two gorgeous men. Um, <laughs> but figuring out how to get into a space where you can settle, where you can feel relaxed yeah it's hard it's really difficult it's really especially difficult. when it's a bunch of strangers when, right. when you haven't worked with people before and right. you don't know what their agenda is yeah Whether they're there just to work or they're to make themselves look good or you, you don't know yeah. that and it takes a while to find where you fit with them yeah like on on monday was that monday that we were at the house yeah so we were at the house on monday that was I found that I had to adjust because the day prior to that and the day before, so we started shooting on Saturday. Saturday, it was just me, Diego, Manny, Danny, and Lorena. So it was a very stripped down group of people and we had all just kind of like found our vibe. Um, And then Sunday, we added a couple more people, but it was still kind of, there was still that vibe. And then on Monday, like, we had a bunch of new people, a bunch of new energies come in to set. And it was, I found myself trying to reconnect with the sort of calm, safe thing that I had created for myself and fostered with people the, the days before. Right. Um, and it was, it was just, it was tricky. Uh, because there were a lot of new faces. And like when, when I saw you, we were like in the middle of the shoot. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know who you are. I popped, but in, I... I popped in at like four in the afternoon. Yeah. So you guys have been at it for a while. Yeah. And you popped in at like this really <laughs> weird time too, because we had to do this like costume change because sound. And it was just, it was just this. Yeah, I walked in and Frank was frazzled. He's like, oh, yeah. I haven't sound issues. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, Frank. Frank. He's so sweet. And I felt, I felt really bad, you know, because like, Cause, and, and he asked me afterwards what threw me, um, which I'm really glad that he asked me that because I don't think I would have uh, would have thought about what it was that actually kind of threw me, and um, I think it was just that that I was ready to go. I was in like you know wardrobe. I was all mic'd. Well, I wasn't mic'd up because we had, we were using a boom at the time, um, and then all of a sudden we had to do this big shift, and then that for me adjusting to that shift after I was already ready to go just kind of threw me. And then we also had like a baby on set earlier that day who was super cute, but like, it was just, it was, it was weird trying to pretend like that was my child because it (laughs) just wasn't, I don't know. That that was just a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when I saw you, I was like, I said, hi, because I didn't know who you were. Um, And I don't know, it was just, there were just so many things that happened that made it really challenging for me to kind of find my breath again and like reground myself and find that sort of relaxed, safe space. Um, And I think, I don't know, I think, I guess maybe that's just like an ongoing 
process yeah, to try to figure out what it is that thing. yeah you know for for my part safety. i told you this earlier today uh-huh you know i felt like i was the invasive species coming in you know to just pop in do some stuff and leave uh-huh. um and i didn't mean to stick around as long as i did but frank was in the middle of dealing with audio issues mm-hmm. so i was trying to just kind of quietly be in the background and not interfere with the process because uh-huh. I, I re- really respect the space that actors need but like you said you said hi and that just like made me so happy that oh, cool that this actress who's in the middle <laughs> of her process and i was trying not to interfere with took the time to recognize that i was there mm-hmm. and and said hello um really like just kind of put me at ease for being in the room huh. and for whatever space you were in uh-huh you made my space really nice that day oh cool because i had walked in feeling nervous about walking in on everybody doing what they were doing yeah. having done it for a few days yeah and, and knowing that i'd be coming in today to work with you guys for the last couple of days also coming in really late in the process and not being part of that unit that you've created over a few days uh-huh but the fact that you took a moment to stop in the middle of your process and say hello to me really uh-huh. put me at ease on Monday. Oh, cool. And made me feel more comfortable coming in today. Oh, I'm so Even glad to hear that. Even though I was super nervous that. and ended up at the set in Mexico <laughs> like an hour early because I was really early. nervous. I was like running late. You were, you were on time. <laughs> I was the only person on time, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, it's 9.30. <laughs> nobody's here. I'm just going to go. I do feel like we've been in this weird time warp this past week. Um, I don't know because well we were talking about this last night when we were shooting shooting a a scene Um, we shot this one shot late at night at the theater Um, we were waiting for things to get set up and we were talking about how how at least for me and for a couple of us on on working on this project we kind of feel like the time that we've spent this last week shooting has been this bubble that exists beyond, you know, like the time that we go by, you know, like the, the Chronos time um, and how how we've just k- kind of all been in a little bit of a daze. And I'm sure, Diego, you've been in such a daze because you're here for Mexico City yes. and, and Manny is too. So. I'm sure it's just this completely different, yes. <laughs> different experience for you to, I don't know, be on the shoot and traveling and, and creating this thing in a weird, magical wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, see? Yes. <laughs> Do you feel more comfortable that now that we're shooting? I, I'm curious about how your experience is changed shooting in San Diego versus shooting here in, in the mic in Rosarito. <laughs> <laughs> Two microphones. But that's an interesting thing because it's, it, you know, we we're talking about that safe space. Uh-huh. There is kind of a bubble that you create around your, your project. Yeah. You know, the, the, the kind of intense rapid friendships that you create with people that you work with on a film. Yeah. And the kind of weird hours that you work because it's not nine to five, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's we're meeting at 930. We'll be in a different country in an hour and then we're going to work until 
one in the morning Mm -hmm. and then, oh, we're going to get up at 5 a.m. and work until noon. And then some people are flying away. Mm -hmm. It's a strange yeah, it's like all of these work. different, all of these so different life paths are kind of crossing. On. Yeah, everybody comes together. Little noodle, you create a little you know? little bubble. Yeah. that has its own timetable. Right. Yeah, doesn't function along with anything else going on in the world. Uh-huh. Just it's its own little thing. Uh huh. And then and then you know the bubble bursts and everybody kind of goes off in their own directions. Right. 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 It's like we're all we're all putting so much of our own personal like creative intention and energy into this thing um and then it like marinates with everybody else's intention and everybody else's artistry and then i mean it and for me it ends once we're not shooting anymore but then it keeps it continues as you know danny starts editing and Manny starts doing color correction and all and there's music in there <laughs> Danny's looking at me. We're podcasting. Oh, yeah, go <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about how everybody's like putting in. Estamos aprovechando ya que estamos aquí. Hacemos otra película. But we should, it's just audio? Yeah, it's just audio. Well, I have a TV show as well. So oh. when you're ready to do that, like I'll bring you in for that. We can do some more PR. <laughs> 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 I go out so you can talk about nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, the director's out funny. of the room. So what do you really think of your director? <laughs> Just He's between great. us and the, and the thousands. And the thousands listen. of people listening. <laughs> Danny's great. He's like he's he's this um he has this sort of very laid back thing that sometimes for me as who likes to know exactly what's going on it kind of drives me a little crazy sometimes but um but yesterday we were racing against the clock to get a shot done before the sun went down and it was this really complicated shot and i was kind of i had to like actively remember to breathe and calm down um but what ended up happening is like because we were kind of going with the flow we, we were we were driving and we made a turn and the turn just screwed up the whole, the, the aperture settings. And so we kind of had to figure out how to fix that. Um, and then we just made a couple of random turns and then we just, we found this field full of cows, just tons of cows <laughs> grazing. And we would have never found this field if we didn't kind of let ourselves get lost a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, that there's there's value to kind of to letting letting something else take over a little bit and 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 it's kind of like the no ego thing right if you can kind of take a step back and still be aware you know be aware of where you are and be aware of um and uh, of what needs to be done um but kind of trust that something that things will fall into place then amazing, amazing things can happen. Mm-hmm. Like finding this incredible setting or like um, we were shooting and uh, we were shooting a shot using a drone and uh, I picked up Lorena from, uh, she was hitchhiking and it, her character was hitchhiking and then we started driving off and then we could just kept driving for a while. And I came back, to, turned around to, so that we could reset and all of a sudden I saw the drone among like all of these black 
birds. Yeah. And it was just, it's this incredible, amazing moment that, <laughs> that sure, it's not going to be in the film. I mean, well, the image that I saw isn't going to be in the film, the image of the drone, you know, with all of these birds, but it was just so fulfilling, you know, just to see that sort of surreal, almost black mirror image, you know, I, I don't know if black mirror is a good, I don't know why I thought of black mirror, but um, <laughs> just like this, it was just a gift, such yeah. a cool gift uh, to to recognize. Well, I got to shoot was just beyond all of us. I got know? to work as a first AD on a film on the USS Midway a few weeks mm. back, mm-hmm. and we had a drone flying over the over the ship. Mm-hmm. And in between takes, the drone pilot kept flying off and going over the cruise ship terminal, uh-huh. and the seagulls were chasing the drone oh, everywhere. It crazy. Went. It was the most incredible thing to watch, like this line of seagulls just chasing his drone. And he was banking and doing stuff and like just playing oh, with these seagulls. That is crazy. And we're like, okay, we need to shoot. And he'd bring it back <laughs> over the ship and he put it into hover and the birds would just fly away. It wow. was incredibly cool. But again, that's my that's like my personal like experience yeah. on that shoot. Yeah. And I get to like remember that every time I watch the movie. Nobody else is gonna think of that. Right. But me and the drone pilot. Yeah, what a wonderful memory. But you get these little moments when you're making a film, like Mm -hmm. little personal moments that Mm -hmm. are yours to keep. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting it all out there for everybody else, but you get these moments that you get to keep for you. And and I feel like that happens when you're able to let go of your own own want to control it. Because it's like, we really don't know what's going to happen. And when you, when you let go of like your preconception of what might happen, I feel like that's when you open up a valve for magic to yeah. happen. I like to call it surrendering to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. If and you can surrender to the experience. That's when you find magic. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's scary. Oh God. It's so scary, but, um, but it's wonderful. Yeah. Magic's cool. <laughs> and, and so Paco, 25, you decided to act. So that was kind of your moment where you just kind of surrendered to the experience and allowed yourself mm-hmm. to, to try it and be open to it. Mm-hmm. What, when, did you, when did you jump in to acting, uh, uh, Well, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. I mean, I, I, um, I just like pageants like Christmas pageants and stuff in elementary school. I wouldn't really consider that acting, but it was like performing. It was, yeah, it it was being in that world where you're with a group of people and you rehearse things and then you do it for your parents. Um, It was, I didn't do any, any sort of like CYT, Mm -hmm. uh, like organized stuff. Um, So it wasn't really until, until I did a play in high school, it was a West Side Story Mm -hmm. and yeah, and that was the first time that I had been in a play that rehearsed mm-hmm. that that we met, you know, consistently for a few weeks and then put the show up. Um and yeah, I, I don't I I would say that's probably when I first started practicing or start let, let myself kind of fall into that deep end, you know. I remember taking my friend aside during lunch because I had the audition and I was freaking out and I asked, I just wanted her to see the audition before I actually did it. <laughs> and she was like, 
that's amazing that's that's really great and um and i just i had to have that sort of reassurance from somebody else because it's it was a scary scary thing you was know it, to was sing it in one front of those of people. things where like, your friends kind of knew that's where you should be before you like were even able to no it, it wasn't because we because we'd never never talked she's, about it she'd never heard me sing before um yeah she, so so i think it kind of threw her off too because it was just a part of me that i didn't really reveal huh. and even now i'm kind of i'm trying to be more okay with just singing with with uh um sorry i'm getting distracted um <laughs> singing's a scary thing it's doing i don't know i don't know why well, I'm Filipino. I've, yeah. I've been having to sing since I was like able to walk. You know, Mom, I would throw a mic in my hand and be like, "Sing for my friends." <laughs> oh man! Okay, I know. You know I know in, that fear. <laughs> in most, in most acting like exercises, when it's about when they're about to get to the singing part, they just run away. That's when people, are, yes. people get so scared yeah. about singing yes. in public. Yes. Well, it's because like you're but, really like, everybody sings yourself. in the shower. Yes. You know? Right. And, and, and most of them are pretty good. Are pretty good actors. They, they mean in, they have been uh, doing performances in front of audiences, like in theater. Mm-hmm. But then when they get to the sing to the singing part, mm-hmm. they, f- they they shrink. What is that? I wonder why that is. Bringing out the listening to themselves yeah i think there's something about music that just kind of taps into an emotional kind of rawness like songs tell a story faster than you can speak the story like the emotional weight of something yeah and i think that scares people because somehow singing feels more vulnerable than just talking like you can kind of lie to somebody when you're talking to them mm-hmm. but like if you go to sing a song about love and you don't feel love in your heart it's really obvious mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's, it's hard, exposing it's hard yeah. to fake your way through the emotions of a song yeah um i think that scares people on top of just the you know kind of heightened fact that a lot of people think their voice sounds bad mm. but it's it's weird like like i i i have a a, a decent voice you know if she does I, say so herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can sing. I, like I can hold a tune and I can sing and I have a style and it, you know, I I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then I can play with it. And I can jam with it. But doing that with new people freaks me out for some reason. I just told a friend of mine last night that for some reason like I I didn't I didn't know why, but I just I it, I was intimidated to sing in in front of them, and um, it was just I don't know. Even though I know that I can do it, there's still still something about it. I don't know if it's like a, a s- spiritual thing or just this energy. I don't know. There's something really mystical about music and about. What's well, funny singing. when I was growing up, I could sing for all of my mom's friends like anytime. No big mm-hmm. deal. Um, so I sang at parties at our house constantly. Mm-hmm. But my friends outside of, you know, the immediate family friends mm-hmm. who weren't around for my parents' parties had no idea that I could sing. 
Are you do you, do you sing I, like yeah yeah? Um, I want to hear you sing. I was saying we gotta do karaoke tonight. Oh, that's right. Um, do you think we're gonna be able to do karaoke? <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to. But Come uh, on, I wouldn't make sing. I, like I didn't sing at school in front of my friends and stuff unless I absolutely had to. Yeah. So like any time that it came up where I had an opportunity, like in Spanish class, I sang a song for one of the Spanish uh-huh. speaking. Um, like you know project? assembly things that we did okay i sang sebastian the crab from the little mermaid you know but in spanish uh-huh and it was a solo part and i stepped up and sang my piece and stepped back and like all my friends were blown away wow. <laughs> i had no idea i could sing crazy and, and they were like oh hey i didn't know you could sing and were like, you yeah. were you in like a did you ever do like a choir or something no or? i never did choir so you just sang, you just kind of, yeah. did, well, did your mom, mom was sing? A singer. Okay, your mom That's sang. That's how my parents met, actually. She was singing oh, really? in Manila, and my dad heard her. He was oh on shore God. leave, and he could hear her from the street. <laughs> and so he and his buddies went into the bar to go see who was singing, because uh-huh. he loved her voice so much. That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, my heart is blossoming. At yeah, the someday, I wanna, someday I want to write that screenplay and actually tell my parents' story, because oh, it's pretty, my God. it's pretty outrageous, the whole story, but. Huh. Um, wow. But yeah, my mom my mom could belt out a tune. Cool. Um, and and thankfully a couple years ago we were able to record video record us singing uh uh You Don't Bring Me Flowers Together. We were on a Princess Cruise. Uh-huh. And we did the karaoke competition one night. You and, and your mom? Yeah. Together? So we oh, sang a duet cool. of You Don't Bring Me Flowers. Oh, um, so I've neat. got that memory to hold on to, which is wonderful. That is so sweet. Um, Did your dad do music? My dad was a nuclear engineer. Okay. Um, and uh, and a writer. So oh, interesting. I picked up my ability to write screenplays and stuff. I think from my dad. Uh huh. And I picked up my desire to perform, I think, from my mom. Ha, cool. Which made it really weird when they were both shocked that I wanted to go into entertainment. (laughs) Like, (laughs) how could you expect me to be anything other, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're a writer. She's a performer. It's in my blood. Let's put them together. (laughs) That is cool. Wow. Yeah. God, what a sweet story, though. Your mom was singing. I'm sorry. I'm still like she hung was, up on that. That's was, a beautiful image. I, she I'm was, in what, love with 17 that. 17? Uh huh. When he heard her singing at the bar, and he went in and uh, talked to the bartender and said, "Hey, I want to I want to meet the girl singing on stage because he like fell in love with my mom the second he saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was gorgeous. I mean, you can't blame her, but mm-hmm. you blame him. But um, the bartender was like, oh, you know, you have to talk to her mom. <laughs> She's sitting over there. Oh. So my dad went and talked to my grandmother and said, you know, hi. And he was in his in his Cracker Jack outfit because oh. he was in the Navy and he was oh. on shore leave. You know? is, your, is your dad American? Yeah. My oh, dad's okay. white, like super white. And my uh-huh. mom's like super Filipino. So... Ah. Um, I look Samoan, um, but uh, <laughs> my grandmother is like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll I'll introduce you to my daughter. And so my dad went and sat with his buddies, and they listened to my mom finish her set, and she uh-huh. came off the stage. And my grandmother tells her, you need to go talk to that white boy over there. He he wants to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my mother, of course, went no. I don't want to go talk to him. I have no interest in talking to any American boys because they all want the same thing. Mm, you know? Hmm. And my grandmother's like, you're going to go talk to him. Because, mm-hmm. um, of course, oh, yeah. my grandmother just saw a way to get one of her kids 
to America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so wow. my mom reluctantly went over to talk to my dad. And the first thing my mom said is, which one of you is Mick? My dad goes, that's me. And she goes, okay, I'm going to sit here, but I am never ever going to sleep with you. I am not one of those girls. It's the very first thing my mom ever said to my dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and are, are, are they still together? Uh, no, they got divorced uh, 12 years later. Okay. Uh, but they remained friends up until the day that my dad died uh, 10 years ago this oh, August. Oh, wow. And my mom passed away Mother's Day last year. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. They live on in my heart. Yeah. In the stories that mm-hmm. I tell. So yeah. thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell yeah. that oh story. Oh my God, about. absolutely. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous meat cute. Like, is that something that you want to write about? I do. Yeah. Actually, my dad started to write it. He was, because oh, my dad and I trip. made films together the last like six or seven years he was alive. Wow. Um, and I actually took a screenwriting course at Palomar College with my dad. Like a whole semester of screenwriting with my father was amazing. That is wonderful. Such a great experience. Very cool. Um, but he was starting to write that story. He he was like two pages in when he died. Wow. Um, you got to write so, that, man. That is yeah. just a, such a beautiful image. You yeah. know. Well, and, and the whole the whole <laughs> and, courtship is like just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the whole story is just crazy. Huh. My dad had no idea like the exchange rate issues and stuff, you know? So like he'd order flowers from my mom from the ship. Uh-huh. And he'd be like you know, hundred dollars worth of flowers seems like you know fair amount of money. Only that was enough money in the Philippines in the seventies to like completely fill the house with flowers. <gasps> so, oh like he's trying to court God. my mom, and he's thinking he's sending her maybe like two dozen roses or something. Oh you know, no! Plus the delivery uh-huh. fee, and uh-huh. no, he's like completely filling the house with. Oh my God! <laughs> like an dude. entire florist's bundle of flowers. God. Um, and and of course he was a writer, so he wrote her these like amazing, beautiful love letters, which my my mother kept. I actually have still in storage. That is amazing. Um, and uh, and he just like blew her away with the way he wrote to oh her. Oh my God! Yeah. But uh, whenever he came in for shore leave, like he couldn't have a private date with my mom. It was always chaperones. <laughs> and uh, you know, for like two years, he he courted her, and, and every time he saw her, it was with an auntie and an uncle in tow, and wherever he wow. went, he had to buy food for everybody. <laughs> that is so funny, so old school, man. Yeah, it was super old school. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to write the story someday. Yeah. There's there's so much to it. Cool. And I'm really the only person who like remembers it all because mm-hmm. I paid attention. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. My mom used to say I remembered it better than she does. So. Wow. <laughs> I think we want to see the. That's door. beautiful. So maybe, maybe here. So all the shit we don't want. How? You started doing stage in high school. In high school, yeah. When did you start doing film? Uh. Like how quickly did that transition happen? When you say that I started doing film, like. No, when I did like mean, a no, short film or something. Yeah. Um, I did, like, I think I did my first but, short film first my senior year in college. So like four years later. Um, and I don't think I ever want to watch it again because I don't, <laughs> I don't remember how well I did and it probably was horrible. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I did. And then, and then after that, um, yeah. 
maybe a year or two after I graduated, I did a... There's a hustle and bustle um, going on all Yeah, there's us. a lot of stuff going on right now. Are we in the way? No, they, they, they said it's okay. <laughs> yeah, are you sure? Okay. They're just like rearranging the house for the I'm, shoot. I'm, I'm loving the show. But yeah? <laughs> awesome. This is John, everybody. John. John, the amazing, wonderful um, cantina bearing. He's moving your bed out of this room. I know. There are like three beds in this space. That little nook over there was yeah. so cool. Yeah, we're in, we're cute in this like, incredibly cool little like is this like a trailer park. 2020 show How funny we kick you guys out. <laughs> do, you, do you need, are we in are the way? Are we moving everything out of this room? Are we distracting? Yeah. Not everything, but that we're moving. They're moving that couch. Oh, so they're they're moving moving couch. You gotta move over here. Okay. Well, we can keep that chair. Yeah. Give it to me in like five minutes. Yeah, go, go, go for it. Are we wrapping up? We're, get, we're getting close. Okay. Okay. Oh. Now things are moving. God, I kind of wanted to play cards. We'll work around. We, okay. we, we have time. Um, um, how, how, how much time before we start? 5.30? Yeah, we can put it right the office. Okay. Oh, shit, that's like soon. Time's enough. Yeah, if you need to do wardrobe change and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I should probably do that. So, let's just wrap it up. Okay. I mean, we love you, David. Maybe, can, no, maybe this can seriously. be like a like a you know TBC to be continued. Do you have any idea how long we've gone? Forty-three minutes. We're at fifty-five minutes. Ah. <laughs> so I mean, it's already a respectable podcast length. So Is it you know, really? It's not a big deal. Yeah. I feel like I keep I could keep talking. That's what I told you earlier, right? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody's like, I don't know that I could do an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay, you hit an hour, and everybody's like, I could keep going. Yeah. I didn't realize I was so talk. Well, I mean, I don't know how much usable uh, stuff you've got, but yeah. <laughs> um. Well. Let, let, let's talk real quick about the project. So this is inv okay. invisible. Yes. And just real briefly, what what is it you're you're doing in this film? What what is your character? What I'm doing. Uh, so I'm playing a character who um, who she she's gained some notoriety. So she she's a she's a filmmaker. Uh, she's an editor. She kind of got lost in uh, the commercial world, and that's all stuff that's not really. Uh, fleshed out in the script because it starts off with her trying to um, trying to tell the story you know that she wants to tell so she's she doesn't want to uh, she wants to kind of stray away from the commercial world that she's been engulfed in so she she becomes consumed with trying to um, to figure out what this this passion project of hers is and she doesn't quite know what it is and she's um she leaves her family to try to figure this thing out um and so the film follows her going basically just trying to like put the pieces together to find the pieces and then to figure out what the through line for all of the pieces are um and and along the way um, so it's a real journey of self-discovery yeah yeah and uh, and she meets some interesting characters like Paco like Paco M who are you playing Paco? Mufo Muforte Muforte that's what it was <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so do you want to talk about who your character is is that is that too much of a spoiler though oh well we won't say who Paco is playing Paco's playing someone very mysterious he's we'll playing a very yes and a, a curious character. Oh, nice. They're all curious. The whole, the whole, the whole, 
thing is really curious, actually. Curious character, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of... It's... Uh, yeah, it's kind of out there. It's it's interesting. Um, uh, I, think, I think a lot of artists can relate to it. Um, no, I think a lot of just people in general who who have this knack inside of them, this thing that's kind of like bugging them to, to, to fi either find who they are, to really connect to what they are when you strip away all of their labels. Um, I think a lot of people have that need they ignore it for a long time and i think yeah. that's what midlife crises are usually yeah about. yeah <laughs> these people finally going i can't ignore this anymore i'm unhappy. right right i need to figure out what uh, what me is right yeah. so that that's yeah that's basically kind of what rebecca's going through cool um and um and the the shots are beautiful um manny uh manuel santos is our dp and he's been making just some really incredible uh magic with his his composition and the the, the shots that he's getting um and and danny's there too just kind of facilitating everything and um and and diego's taking some awesome photos as we're you know backstage kind of documenting the whole process um and just everybody on this project is so open and so just like you know ready to to usher in this this really interesting um visually beautiful story uh so it's exciting it's also nerve-wracking i'm kind of nervous because like we're talking about how we have to let go of like the things that we've created and you know let mm -hmm. go of the control of the scene that we're about to do and i'm just like <laughs> we haven't even really talked about it except for when we first yeah, met a little bit. um some proposals well that could work yeah. out because it keep it spontaneous right like yeah yeah i hope so knock on wood see there <laughs> see i'm just i'm my my pre-shooting anxiety is kicking in right now yeah see um, but i've kept you busy for an hour so it's have. an hour less of pre-shooting anxiety right. than and you you've had. kept my brain churning for a little bit of time i think if i were to take in a nap i probably it probably would have been difficult for me to like get, get the, the motors back. running back yeah because yeah. that's yeah but um yeah it's it's i'm i'm really excited to see how this film turns out and it um daniel had shot well i don't want to talk too much about it um, <laughs> we get that a lot on the show it's all good okay um real quick uh is there a website or anything for you that people can check out yeah your headshot um, your reel and all that sort of thing yeah I've, i should actually update my website i haven't updated my website in a while but um you can find me at jenniferbutterthis.net. I know, .net. .com was already taken, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, my name, is there like, they can see, do I have to, I don't have to spell it out right now. I'll, I'll put it in the you show put notes. It, okay, yeah. okay, show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the thing. And Paco, is there any place that people can check out stuff for you? Well, yeah, um, mostly on, uh, on YouTube. There's not actually a, um, a formal reel, but there are a few scenes, like, mm -hmm. um, and mostly on um, Facebook. Okay. Like that, Paco Mufote. 
Okay. I'll, I'll give you my business card sure. and you email me yes. some links oh, yes. for, for your Facebook and mm-hmm. your YouTube mm-hmm. videos sure. and we'll go there and you do the same. Yeah. Yes. People and can follow me on Instagram. I'm oh, on what's Instagram. Your Instagram handle? Meow Mix, but it's spelled M I Y A O underscore M I X. Meow. Meow. Cool. Ooh, hey. director's cut. Francis Ford Coppola, Merlot. I saved this for a good movie, so today this is a good movie. This is the one. Hey, you saved. Are we what opening that tonight? And uh, yeah, and with that, yes. <laughs> with the introduction of the director's cut bottle of uh, Merlot, uh, we're gonna way. sign off on this podcast. Thank you both oh, for joining me. Thank you for awesome. And thank, thank you for you. giving Jenny. me some time with them. I appreciate You're it. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, put links to everything that's relevant about uh, this film and these two lovely actors on the show notes. So be sure to check it out at theintellectual.com. Till next time, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music or iHeartRadio. We're available pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. What? Make really? sure you subscribe to us. And uh, <laughs> if you subscribe and if you like what you hear, please uh, drop a, a review. We always uh, love getting reviews on any of those services. It, it helps grow the show. And growing the show helps these fine people get more exposure. And we really appreciate you helping out with that. Until next time, I'm David S. Dawson. This is the Intellectual Podcast. And we'll catch you again soon. <laughs> Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. Intellectual.